Welcome to Hey, Did I Ever Tell You About? I'm Karen Hager. Listen now as Dave Hager tells another tale from more than 50 years as a newspaper columnist and reporter. Imagine you're walking down the street with Dave when suddenly he turns and says, Hey, did I ever tell you about uh, my friends Dick and Dottie Bowers, the roller skating kids Hmm. who wound up and got married for 56 years and... And kind of they, when I think about them, they remind me of what a reporter does. You know, you think about a reporter covering auto accidents and earthquakes and like for me, a big tornado that tore up the town and stuff like that, you know. But a lot of things that a reporter does is uh, just go around and collect stories. And some you write down and some you don't, you know. But you cherish the stories. They're really nice. A lot of them are. And and Dick and Dottie Bowers, who I met uh, and really got close to after I retired, uh, are a couple of the people that I met being a reporter. And I never, if I hadn't been a reporter, I wouldn't have met them. One of the things I did at the Gazette was every Sunday... We ran a feature, and it was an old historic photo, you know, a photo from the 1880s or something. And I'd tell about what the photo showed, you know, and a little bit of the history behind the image. And somebody had given me some old pictures of the uh, Silver Star roller skating rink. Uh, it was in the old Dutch Club building on Portage Street in count downtown Kalamazoo. And in those days, eh, people still do it, but it's not as popular as it used to be. But especially high school kids would hang around the roller skating rinks because it was a good place to meet girls. I know that's why I did. I mean, I liked <laughs> roller skate when I was a kid, but we all did. We'd hang out at the roller rink, you know, after school and uh, uh, eat tons of popcorn and whirl around while they played music. It was really fun. So anyway, that's what that's what uh, uh, Dick and Dottie were kind of about. And so that's why I think of them as the roller skating kids <laughs> or something. But uh, they, uh, Dottie was a farm girl, and she was born in Richland, grew up in Richland, Michigan, which is a small town north of Kalamazoo. And Dick was born in Kalamazoo and and, uh, grew up here. And uh, uh, they met on a blind date. And Dorothy loved to roller skate. And she told me that she just... uh, uh, just always enjoyed it. And I used to kid her. I'd say, hey, let's go roller skating, even though she was, you know, 85 or something. And <laughs> I was 80. You know, I couldn't. <laughs> if I got on roller skates, it'd, you know, the last thing they'd see of me, he'd be rolling out the window, you know. <laughs> it'd be a short spin, probably. Well, it would be. It would be. I probably wouldn't make it around, <laughs> you know. I'd probably some little kid would push me, and that'd be the end of it. <laughs> But anyway, they got together on a blind date. Somebody, you know, Dorothy didn't have a date or Dick didn't have a date. And so somebody set them up. And so what did they do? They went roller skating on their blind date. 
And uh, uh, then they went square dancing. And then they were exhausted and hungry, so they had a late dinner at some restaurant in Kalamazoo. And while they were having dinner, uh, Dick really liked Dorothy. He called her Dottie. Dick really liked Dottie, you know. And he thought, boy, this is a nice girl. So he asked her to go steady. And uh, she said, I can't. She said, because I have another date with another fella. She can't go steady. You know, she was playing the field. And uh, so he said, okay. And But as he tells it, and later Dorothy kind of told me the same story, they kept seeing each other, you know, and because they like to be together. And uh, they would uh, spend a lot of time at the roller rink. And um, in fact, Dick got a job at the roller rink as a bouncer mm. and you know when you got a lot of kids together and everything you know you, you have trouble so you need a bouncer right but part of dick's job was and he was kind of a wasn't a rough customer but he was he could handle himself and part of his job would be sometimes breaking up fights you know between people or disagreements so he was the only guy in the roller rink that got to wear shoes Nobody else could go out on the on the floor, you know, the highly polished, beautiful wooden floor. Uh, you had to have roller skates on. And uh, so, but if he, but the if the bouncer had roller skates, he couldn't very well push somebody because they'd push <laughs> him back, and he'd just go shooting off into the, you know. So he had. <laughs> so anyway, he was the bouncer, and she was his date. And so they went on for quite a while. And finally, and and Dottie told me this, finally they were at the roller rink. And she said they she had been skating a threesome, which means she was skating with two other girls. Mm-hmm. But she had a she had a date with this other boyfriend, you know, and Dick was there, too. He was doing his job as a bouncer. And uh, but the other guy. For some reason, when it came time to go home, he didn't show up. And so Dick stepped into the breach and he said, and he had a car. And he said, I'll drive you home, Dottie. And he was driving her home for 56 years after that. Oh. Oh. Yeah. He was a Korean War veteran and they didn't get married. Uh, before he had to go in a service, so that would have been 51, 50, 1951, 1952, and uh, uh, so he was in in uh, the Korean War in the army, and then uh, uh, he uh, was home on furlough, and he uh, uh, you know continued to date Dottie, and one one uh, afternoon he called her up and he said, hey. You want to get married? And she said, oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, <laughs> but she she wanted to elope. I don't know if it was something about her parents. Maybe her parents didn't like Dick or she didn't want to, you know, but she, she, wanted, she wanted to marry him. She liked him. And so they uh, did something that a lot of people in uh, southern Michigan 
and uh, Chicago and northern Indiana, what these people would do, they'd want to go off and get married. I mean, we say eloping, you know, mm -hmm. but they would go to Crown Point, Indiana. And Crown Point, Indiana was kind of like the Midwestern edition of Reno. Mm. Because at the, at the courthouse in Crown Point, you could get married right away. You plunked down your two bucks for the license and filled out the papers and, you know, and, uh, you know, and made it to the, to the minister. Mm. And that's what they did. They went to Crown Point, Indiana to get married. And they started their life together with $18. Oh. But they were both employed. Dorothy worked at Upjohn's in Kalamazoo, which was a, they used to say, if you can get a job at Upjohn's in Kalamazoo, you got it made for life. Mm -hmm. And she did. She worked there for 40 years, I think, or something. And Dick uh, became a, you know, he couldn't uh, support her on being a bouncer. <laughs> so he uh, uh, knew the sheriff in town, and so he got a job as a sheriff's deputy for several years. And then he got into sales. He was a used car salesman and then a new car salesman. And, and uh, he had a good gift of gab, and so they had a good life together. And they... He finally retired, and the only bad thing that happened was that uh, uh, they got involved. Uh, they got cheated by a, a, a Sharpie investor, Ponzi guy, mm. and he stole a lot of their uh, savings for retirement. But they had enough left over so they could come and live where I live, and uh, they uh, just very, very nice people. But uh, they had a one rule of their marriage because they knew they would disagree. You know, most people who live together, sooner or later, you disagree about something, you know, mm -hmm. and have fights and or arguments or they, they had discussions, they call them. <laughs> and, uh, but, <laughs> but they had one rule that, uh, you had to, uh, have a good night kiss. In other words, you had to, before you went to bed at night, the the fight had to be over. You had to kiss and make up, you know. Yeah. And they did that. And so that worked for 56 years. But she got, the last couple years, she got Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. And uh, she couldn't, you know, remember stuff. Dick had to do the cooking and the laundry and everything and and uh, every once in a while, I would she would wander the halls here. Uh, Dick tried to keep her from getting out of the apartment, but she would wander away, as Alzheimer's people do. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would see her once, and I walked her back to her apartment. She couldn't get she she was nice, a nice person, you know. She wouldn't, you know, trying to some Alzheimer's people get mean, and she wouldn't. She was a nice person. And a couple of times I walked her back to her apartment and mm -hmm. and uh, just chatted her up. Very nice people. But that, you know, being a reporter, you really have kind of an exciting life, you know. Mm -hmm. But life isn't supposed to be exciting like that. And what I enjoyed about it was 
knowing people like them. And when they died, they got they were cremated, and uh, they didn't. There was no funeral. Uh, Dick said there weren't there weren't any children. They didn't have any children. Dick said they didn't have any family. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he thought he had a niece somewhere. And the funeral home, you know, that handled the arrangements said nobody, you know, there were only three people who signed the guest book or sent in a memory on the computer. Mm-hmm. That was it. Dick was buried, his ashes were buried out at uh, Fort Custer here near Kalamazoo National mm-hmm. Cemetery. And Dottie is there too because she was his wife. Mm-hmm. Wonderful people. Very ordinary lives, but I just really uh, can't forget about them. Mm. And I still have their picture, and oh. I'm lucky to have a picture of them. And uh, and uh, I still have their picture, and I got it in a frame in my apartment. Oh, my gosh. And uh, they were just really nice people. So that's uh, uh, something that's a little extra something you get from being a reporter and dealing with people. Well, and there's something powerful about speaking people's names, telling those stories, keeping those memories alive. I I feel like the stories of the ordinary lives, of course, every life's extraordinary, yeah. right? but the stories of the more, in quotes, ordinary lives can be just as powerful and just as meaningful as the story about the tornado or the story about the big crime or the right it's right because most of us live those ordinary lives and it we do yeah yeah and this this was uh, you know an old uh, german club building and a third floor roller rink some old beat up roller skates and a couple of happy people who found a life together there you know that's just That's a good story. Retired newsman Dave Hager returns to this podcast regularly with more tales from half a century of walking a newsbeat in Indiana and Michigan. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and join us for the next tale in Hey, Did I Ever Tell You About...